Hi friends, Evelina here. Welcome to the Homecomings Podcast, an audible initiative sharing vulnerable conversations with purpose-driven creatives on their life journeys, all with the intention to inspire people listening to discover the meaning of home in their own lives and come deeper back to their truest versions of self. We use home as a metaphor to represent all that beckons comfort, familiarity, and belonging for your unique life journey. Whether that's through the work that you do, the people you surround yourself with, or the things that bring you the most joy in life. Because to live a life with more home means to live a more mindful and beautiful life. And isn't that the greatest intention for us all? I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this little initiative, this little creative audible initiative that I am calling the Homecomings Podcast. If you're here listening, I just want to start off by saying thank you. Uh, I feel like the podcast space is blowing up. There are hundreds of podcasts. I feel like everywhere I turn and look, like this person's starting a podcast, that person's starting a podcast. And I can totally understand why this platform is so powerful for really great, vulnerable, unfiltered, real, authentic conversations. And that's been such a huge impetus for me and reason why I, granted, despite many fears and hesitations, felt like, okay, maybe I maybe I do this podcast. Maybe I start my own thing and do it. So if you're here listening, I just want to start off by saying thank you because I know we're all busy. There's a billion and one things that we have on our minds. And there's probably a billion and one podcasts that you're tuning into. So if you've chosen this one today, wherever you are, whether you're on a walk, on your drive, doing errands, I just appreciate you so much. Um, this introduction, because this is this little episode today, really, I wanted to focus on a brief introduction before I go into my incredible interviews with my incredible heart-centered humans that I connected with for this first season, I wanted to take the first episode to say hello. Um, For those tuning in who may not know me, uh, who is Evelina? Who's this girl starting this podcast? What is Homecomings? What is Studio Dumka? Why home? What the heck? (laughs) So I figured, let me do a little intro. Um, I'll welcome you into my home. Um, I'll open my doors. Uh, forewarning, there's going to be a lot of metaphors and analogies related to home. So if you're not ready, get ready because I, I'm not going to tire of them. So yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a brief one today, but I just wanted to say hello and, um, talk a little bit about who I am and the inspirations behind this outlet and all that I do. So to kick off with the question, the daunting yet simple question of who am I? <laughs> Man, you know, this one is this one is so easy, but it's so hard at the same time. Um, and I think for me and for anyone listening who consider the, considers themselves a multi-passionate, you know, how do we answer this question when we have our heart pulled in so many different directions? Uh, I've talked about this, or I'm starting to talk a lot about this on my Instagram platform and really sharing more of my story on my journey with being a multi-passionate and how for a big portion of my life, I felt like I had to pick one lane, be one thing, because that's what society tells me. That's what my parents tell me. All the things, all the structures tell me. And it wasn't up until I really started my business uh, in January of 2021. And I stepped into this journey of entrepreneurship that 
you know, for lack of a better expression, I've really been finding myself amidst all my other life journeys, but there's nothing quite like running your own business that gives you such an interesting mirror for looking at you and all of your shit. (laughs) And so in the process, and I think especially the season of life that I'm in currently is the season for really coming back to myself, coming back home to myself. There's that first analogy, that home analogy there, really coming back home to myself and crafting a space, a brand for myself, because I've had my brand now, my brand started in 2016. um, And I'll, I'll share a little bit about the origin story of that. But it's been, what are we? Let's do the math. Seven years, eight years now. Oh my goodness. Eight years now that Studio Domka has kind of been in operation. Um, and so, sorry, that's seven years. I'm like mentally doing the math here. <laughs> 2016, 2023. Um, and it, it's been through its stages. It's been through its evolutions, just like I as a human have evolved. My brand has evolved. And the stage that it, it's, that it's in now currently is pulling all of the pieces and journeys of me together in this very season. And so what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, it's looking at my architecture background. I went to school for architecture. I thought I was going to be an architect. There's that side of me. That's who I am. I was slash am an architect. Then another big piece, my immigrant background and upbringing. I was born in Poland in 92. I'm a 92 baby for anyone out there listening. Uh, Fellow Leo sun, Sagittarius rising, Scorpio moon for anyone's interested in astrology and manifesting generator 2-4 profile, human design. (laughs) Just throwing that out there because I know uh, for my fellow woo-woo people listening, um, or at least for me, I just always want to know the deets. So sharing that there for anyone who's curious. Um, But yeah, I was born in Poland in 92 and I'm an Ugh, I'm an immigrant. Uh, I came over with my family um, in 94 after my brother was born shortly. And my upbringing in Poland and me growing up as a Polish immigrant in Connecticut has really, I mean, like every, I imagine, um, immigrant journey, it's just played such a pivotal role for my life in a way that I feel like I've just started to unpack recently. What does that mean? What does it mean to come from a different place and be transplanted, but then be finding yourself and then come with this difference and just essence that feels out of place, but in place at the same time, all these life existential questions that I've really been revisiting as of late. So, so there's that side of me. And then there's the maybe the more obvious, because when you know me, when you see my work, there's the artist and the designer, Evelina. I am a branding strategist. I'm a brand designer. I'm a graphic designer. I'm a stationary designer. I'm an artist. Uh, most recently, I'm a writer. Now I'm a podcaster. Then there's the part of me that is such a beautiful, inspiring soul traveler, uh, quite literally just going to all the places, visiting all the things, um, trying all the coffee shops, foodie spots, museums, bookstores, cafes, you name it. And then beneath that all, it's just the person that's always hungry for growth and self-expansion. My, we can call it self-development journey (laughs) of sorts, um, has been ongoing really, I would say shortly after 
starting Studio Domka in 2016, which at the time started as an outlet for me to make handmade cards. Um, when I graduated from architecture school, I thought that it was exactly what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life because, wow, I finally have my degree and this is it. But man, six months into the industry and I'm like, this is miserable. I have to sit at a desk every day, nine to five and work 40 hours. Like there has to be more to life. Like that was the question that was really guiding me and pulling me to step deeper into the journey of questioning, like, what the heck does my life look like? Because there's something really unfulfilling for me there. <laughs> and so it's been a gradual unraveling, I would say, since since then to really come to know myself deeper and just come to understand what is it that I'm doing? What is it that my life looks like? And most recently, I've come to recognize there is something about me that, and I think for anyone who's interested in human design, this is such a big piece of the manifesting generator profile. I have to be lit up by what I'm doing. Um, you know, my, I think, again, maybe I have some blinders on, but my hope is that everyone is fulfilled in some way with what they're doing, whether it's a career or their relationships. But for me, especially if there's resistance around something, if I'm dreading something, I can't do it. I can't get myself to do it. And I'm so conscious now whenever I'm met with those walls, we can call them in my life, where I'm up against some resistance that I see it as an invitation for change. And so in looking back at my journey, when I was at my desk job in architecture, I was like, man, this really doesn't feel right. And I was so desperately craving an outlet for creative expression because you could think architecture is a really creative um, field, but when you graduate school where you have all the freedom and flexibility to craft beautiful projects and there's no budget constraints and client relationships, there really is a beautiful freedom around it. But I think like a lot of careers, what you do in school and what you do in the real world are so different. And I saw that firsthand when I started working in architecture. And so I definitely was lacking the creative freedom that I had in studio, in my architecture studio and in my projects. And at the time, the idea for doing handmade cards just came to me. Um, I've always been obsessed with arts and crafts. And there was this, I honestly, looking back, I don't quite exactly remember how I decided I was going to make these beautiful handmade architectural cards is what I called them, crafting or bringing together the craft of like beautiful paper and written word and pressed flowers together, but somehow it evolved. And in the evolution of me crafting these cards, I realized I kind of want to start showcasing them with the world. And so that's when I decided maybe I will launch a website to feature these cards. And in really getting into figuring, okay, I want to do this website, I started researching branding and graphic design and that really sent me on this trajectory of questioning and aligning with that fulfillment that I didn't have at my desk job that finally felt right. And it was really this sense of curiosity that kept me going when the unfulfillment hit, when I sat at my desk every single day, nine to five and thought, okay, here I go again. I have to draft these buildings and do this work that doesn't light me up. When I went to do my cards and when I went to design my website, I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. Like there is something so magnetic about this. So for anyone listening who may be in a rut right now or just feeling a lot of unfulfillment or slowness or mundane feels in their everyday, 
think about those moments where you felt electric, like when you were in flow state where something felt so aligned, or if you can't think of anything, maybe try to experiment with something that can give you that. Because for me, at least, that was the sure telling clue that kept pushing me into staying curious and being committed on the path to discovering myself deeper, ultimately getting me here to what I'm doing, starting my branding and design studio, being an entrepreneur, now launching this podcast. It was this sense of, again, fulfillment and alignment are the words that I just want to use to describe that. So I kept going. I kept designing the website. I crafted the project. I did the cards. And from that, I I really recognized, granted, I was very uncertain at the time, but I knew that my path wasn't architecture anymore. I knew it was something more along the lines of doing digital design. So after eight months of soul searching, looking for a job um, in the middle of doing my architecture work and also doing my website and my cards, I landed an opportunity at an agency in Boston that I worked for for a little over two years. And it was the most beautiful, fulfilling venture for me in that I learned so much. It was a super startup environment. I mean, it was scary. And when I look back now, it's like, wow, how did I muster the courage to say yes in that moment to take this opportunity that paid me $15,000 less than what I was getting paid, that had no insurance, that had no office. We were working out of my boss's dining room table in her apartment in Back Bay. Like all the red flags, I'm saying red flags in air quotes, were there. But beneath all that, there was this, this, just this like wholehearted knowing of like, I got to do this. Like I I just, I got to take this risk and this chance. And I, I want to share too that at least for me in that moment, looking back logically, <laughs> maybe the decision wasn't the smartest, but intuitively it was a deep knowing that you really can't express. And so when my parents told me, no, don't do it. You're crazy. Uh, there's no health insurance, all the things. I always just kind of knew. And so for anyone now listening to that might be met with a really tough decision or in the past might have navigated something like that, logically, sometimes the decision doesn't always make sense. But I think the moments that we could connect with ourselves and lean into the intuition, because you can't put words to heart. The mind and logic will always rationalize and it's so masculine and structural. Like you'll, you're all, you're always going to get a reason for it, right? But when you lean into the heart, you kind of can't express feeling. And so it was the moment for me where despite logically nothing making sense intuitively, I'm like, yeah, this is, I have to do this. And I did. And it was so incredibly expansive for me. But after one year into that, I started getting that same feeling of unfulfillment again, that I'm like, okay, there has to be more to this. Something feels misaligned. And again, another invitation for me to start questioning and looking deeper. And this time it wasn't a card project that I took on. It was actually freelancing because I loved what I was doing with my branding work and my graphic design that I started venturing into working with freelance clients on the side. And with COVID unfolding and getting another pay cut and work slowing down, ultimately I was met with a moment of, um, again, another decision where, okay, I could stay at this job, I could stay safe and keep getting the consistent paychecks, or I'm at the point where maybe I could actually take a leap of faith. Granted, this is the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken in my life at that point. 
uh, it felt way bigger and scarier than saying yes to this job. It was going out on my own and starting my own business. And I had a conversation with my bosses. I'm like, hey, listen, I want to propose something to you. I I pitched them. I'm like, okay, I, I'd like to go part-time because given the circumstances, you know, I really with COVID and the pay cut and all this, I'm like, I, I, I need to be making more money. And I actually love the freelancing and I want to do this and all that. And so I gave them a little bit of a, of a proposition of allowing me to go part-time um, and seeing how that landed. But ultimately they didn't meet my proposition and they actually let me go. <laughs> and I will just say before going into that conversation, I, I had to be prepared for that and I knew as a last resort, there could be the possibility of them not agreeing to my proposition and letting me go. But it was such a thought for me that felt so distant where I'm like, maybe they could say that, but meh, they're not gonna. And they did. <laughs> and so I'll never forget on that conversation with my boss. And she was telling me, she's like, yeah, we're gonna like, you know, let you go. My heart like sank, but it also didn't fully drop if I can maybe express that in a visual way. <laughs> like I was like, oh shit, this is happening. But there was this weird feeling of like, I'm going to be okay. I literally can't put words to it for anyone listening. Who's ever been in a similar situation where it doesn't have to be business related, but they, they're, they're met with a decision that feels so freaking terrifying, but deep down, they know that it's right. That is what I felt in that moment. It's like, oh my God, I am going to be running my own business and I have one client to sustain me and I have like minimal savings, but all the while, like, I know this is going to be okay. Again, logically, maybe it didn't make sense, but intuitively I'm like, I'm going to be okay. And so that was that feeling coming out of that conversation, like, whew, okay, this is happening. And then there is just something magical, or at least in my experience and in working with my clients that I have for the last two years, I've seen this firsthand. Something so powerful that happens when we take scary risks and we're rewarded for it in a way. It's like you jump off the cliff and there's always a safety net. Now, there have to be a few things in place, right? Like I didn't just blindly have this conversation with my boss. I had been dreaming into freelancing. I had been saving money. I had been, you know, I started my LLC. Like I had been getting the things in place. I was taking aligned action, which is so critical. Aligned action. I wasn't just sitting there thinking like, all right, I'm going to do this. I was, but I had gotten to the point where I had taken as much action as I could have. And a mentor at the time, this is probably the best piece of advice amidst so many that I've gotten in my life. But in that moment, the most powerful piece of advice that I had gotten from him where he was gently nudging me for months. He's like, Evelina, I think you're ready. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And he told me something that forever will ring true for me is that you're never going to reach a moment where you're going to be fully ready to take and take that leap or make that big, scary decision in, in certain contexts, but especially in the context of me starting my business. He's like, most people who start their businesses don't wake up one day and think like, okay, this today's the day. <laughs> like, I'm going to start this business or I'm going to start this side hustle or project or whatever. You either get forced or pushed into it like I did. I literally got laid off. Or you just freaking rip the Band-Aid off and you do it. And honestly... Now in hindsight, biggest blessing in disguise, the universe literally shoved me like, okay, girl, like you are literally doing this. And so, but that piece of advice for me just, it helped me so much because 
when I was finally let go, I came back to that. And I'm like, whew, okay, this is it. This is me being pushed. This is me jumping. And as soon as that transition happened, again, I was so supported. It's like God opened his doors for me (laughs) and people found out, oh, Evelina's freelancing. Oh, let me contact her. And projects came. The money came. I was supported. And time and time again, when I've worked with my clients and they took the leap themselves, they have seen that firsthand. And so there's something so powerful to be said about taking the risk, fear of the unknown, trusting the unknown. Because on the other side of that lies something so powerful and beautiful that you can't, you don't even know. (laughs) Because if you knew, you would have either done it or, I mean, it just doesn't work that way. You you just, you got to trust the unknown. And I didn't know that I was doing that in the moment. And again, I was pushed into it, but it happened and it unfolded. And so January 2021, Studio Domka officially happened. It officially came to fruition and it, it it came to be. And so for the last two plus years, I've been on this journey of running my design studio and it's been the most fulfilling venture for me. And most recently, the season of life that I'm in, I, ah, man, seasons, what do we want to say about seasons? Seasons are always an invitation for newness, for change. And I feel like this season that I'm in right now is really forcing me to, again, (laughs) for my expression, come back deeper home to myself. And this podcast for me came as, ah, it was a download for me that I'll share a little bit about and I'll explain what Homecomings is and why I'm opting to call it Homecomings. But when the idea came to me, it was a full body knowing. Again, it was that intuitive knowing of like, okay, I got to do this. And now logically, have I ever done a podcast? No. Um, Do I consider myself a podcaster or a speaker? Um, Have I ever had like recorded conversations with other people? I've never done an Instagram live or whatever. Like, Like logically, maybe it doesn't make sense. But also at some point you just got to start. And so that feeling for me came up and I'm like, okay, I have to do this. And uh, here I am. (laughs) I'm doing it. Um, I want to talk a little bit to now that I've kind of shared a little bit of my story on uh, Domka. What is Domka? And what is home? And why is this podcast called Homecomings? And a little bit of what to expect in this first season. Um, Domka for me is, it literally is home. The word means home in Polish. I mentioned I am an immigrant. Um, And the reason why I opted to name my studio, Studio Domka, is because that word has always resonated for me. My parents, this is my favorite story ever. And I ask it, I've asked my parents to tell me this story multiple times because there's something just magical, you know, when you have a really funny or nostalgic or endearing memory. I don't even remember this, but just a story that feels so relatable that you could just listen to time and time again. This is how I feel about this story when my parents tell me it. So it seems that when I was born, (laughs) I was born with this attachment to home. And so my mom will tell the story and will tell me I was such a fussy baby. I was a handful. I I was the first. I have a younger brother But when I came into being, I was the child that just incessantly couldn't stop crying. And 
what was interesting was I especially had these little temper tantrums whenever we would leave home. And it, it, it kind of beckons and uh, invites the the question of like, why? Or like, what was the attachment that I had there with home? Because whenever we would leave home, whether it was to church or some sort of family gathering or event, I would always cry and wail incessantly. And it wasn't up until we were on my street approaching my home that my dad would tell me my face would light up and I would yell out Domka, which basically is a kind of a pet name for home. Home in Polish is Dom. So Domka is kind of a spinoff of that. And I would yell out Domka and I would be so happy and lit up because we were home. And as soon as they would lay me in my crib and I would look up at the ceiling, there was a sense of familiarity and comfort that I inherently felt from just being back in a place that was safe and protective and warm. And so that story for me, every time I hear, I'm like, oh my gosh. And now being deep into self-development, the last several years I've been, I'm like, why was I attached to home? I'm like psychoanalyzing my inner, like my younger child self. I'm like, what happened? Like, why was I so attached to home? (laughs) Was there any trauma there? (laughs) But all the while, I think from an early age, what that story tells me is there was something about the actual tangible, physical essence of home that resonated, but also metaphorically speaking and what my work and what my brand represents now, the metaphor of what it means to feel at home, what it means to feel as though you belong, to come back to a place that feels comfortable, that feels warm, that feels familiar. And so when I had my architecture thesis um, opportunity to decide what I wanted to do, home came to me. And again, that story I think has just been following me all my life. And in this very season where I'm really coming back deeper home to myself and in dreaming into this idea for a podcast, I thought, what do I call it? And homecomings came to me and it instantly landed and it instantly made sense. And the intention for this show, as of now at least, is stories really vulnerable, intimate conversations with purpose-driven people who share their home stories with the intention to inspire others to discover the meaning of home for themselves and in their own lives. Because again, home is such a personal word and it means so much to different people. People grow up with beautiful home stories. People grow up without homes. But ultimately, when you hear the word there is a feel-good feeling around it. And I wanted to have, really offer a platform for people to feel truly comfortable and feel like themselves to come and express their journeys, their home stories on their life paths and what home ultimately means for them. Because I feel like when we open up the container and set the, um, uh, you know, the foundation, again, to use another home analogy, for people to share that stories, it gives other people permission to create their own stories and define their own meanings of home and what their lives can look like. So that's the impetus. That's the impetus of homecomings. And this first season, I am interviewing my dear clients from the last two and a half years that I have had the pleasure of working with. And why I opted to interview my clients, Um, I want to plug actually my first client, Susanna Goss, who I will be having on the show next week um, here in this introduction because she was such an inspiration to this idea because 
in working with her and in crafting her brand, which is Shed Collaborative, this incredible architecture and interior design firm that we worked together to craft, she brought up the question, this is really interesting to me, of, hey, uh, I'm in the architecture and interior design space, and what really kind of you know, grinds my gears, <laughs> for lack of a better expression, is... I go on these beautiful websites of these architects and designers, and I'm looking at these beautiful, pristine projects, the finished product, but nowhere am I seeing the process. Nowhere am I seeing the stories of the humans that these architects collaborated with. And there's something missing for me here. And I thought, wow, that's so true. And as someone who's been in the architecture and, um, and interior design space, I, that landed for me so much because I know that to be true. Um, but then after that conversation, after our work together, because we worked to craft her website, which we're actually currently working to craft, and it's such a beautiful, fulfilling project, but we're really pulling the curtain back on what does it look like for us to share a precedent, a case study um, of one of her clients, but through such a unique lens that actually showcases their story and not just makes it about beautiful, pristine, finished images. I mean, we see this on social media all the time. I mean, it, today it is it is the age of social media where you're only seeing the 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 what is it the highlight reels, right? Like the beautiful Photoshop retouched images. You're not seeing the the depth. You're seeing the surface level stuff. And I'm like, wow, what a metaphor! Because this is exactly what you're seeing when you go on. Um, any service providers pages, whether you're an architect, a marketer, a designer, whatever it is, you're getting the beautiful, pristine finished product. Yeah, maybe someone will share a blurb of like, okay, this is this person's story, but nowhere are you getting the juicy bits and pieces of the person or the client behind the brand. And so after my work with Susanna, I thought to myself, huh, I also am not seeing this in the digital design space for branding designers, for graphic designers. They work with so many incredible clients and purpose-driven people with stories and spend all this time pouring their hearts into crafting a really special brand. But the person, the person behind the brand is lost. <laughs> Where is the human? Where is the soul connection? And so with that question in mind, I realized I'm like, okay, I, I want to create a platform that for me, just like Susanna is doing with Shed Collaborative, I want to translate with Studio Dumka and my clients and offer a platform to share their stories and get to know them a little bit deeper. And so that was really the impetus for this first season. And so I'm interviewing nine of my dear, dear clients that I've had the absolute pleasure and honor of working with the last two plus years and giving them a chance to share their stories, ultimately all with the intention to leave anyone listening with a little bit of inspiration or wisdom nuggets and however that may land for you um, to just craft the meaning of home for yourself. And you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be a business owner to listen it, this is really for anyone just looking to connect deeper with vulnerable stories and journeys of people on their life journeys, just trying to figure it out. But I would say the common thread with all of these conversations is the purpose behind the person. 
Um, I'm very intentional with the clients that I opt to work with. There has to be a light that I feel and that I sense with everyone. There has to be a driving force and a mission that feels bigger than the person themselves. What is driving you to create your business and why are you driven to create that business in a way that goes beyond getting money or famous or recognized? What is your purpose in the world and who are you serving and why? And so I'm selective in that because I myself am very purpose-driven. Everything that I do through Studio Dumpka and this outlet is so intentional and I only want to align myself with people who also hold that level of intentionality in their lives. And I just want to say I feel so deeply blessed to have been able to connect with the humans that I have along my business journey. And I see Studio Dumpka as such a gift that I never even expected would give me the opportunity to have and foster these connections. And I think where I'm at right now, I I want more people <laughs> to be able to experience the stories of these humans for themselves because in my experience and connecting with them and helping them craft their brands and bring them to life, it always went so far beneath just the branding. Yes, they come to me for design, but I truly am such a believer in being in the design world for, whew, I mean, since architecture school, I mean, it's been 13 years since being in the design world, it always for me goes deeper beyond the surface stuff. What is the mission? In architecture school, there would be this thing whenever we would design projects, we would do party diagrams. And what a party is really, um, it's the intentionality. It's the reason for why you are crafting your building, your project. Like what is the story behind it? And the big driver for why you are making the decisions that influence all the details in your work. And so that party diagram metaphor has always resonated for me. And I think it's translated now to the work that I do today in really just representing purpose and aligning deeper with that. And so for those listening who have a burning desire on their heart, who know what their purpose is, but maybe are just looking to get a little bit more inspiration, I hope that these conversations offer little glimpses of maybe how you could align deeper to that. Um, For those listening who have no idea what their purpose is, or maybe they've never even thought to question purpose, I hope that in whatever capacity, maybe some of these conversations inspire you to start asking some questions for yourself to get to know your purpose deeper, um, because there's always an opportunity for that. And then lastly, for the people that have been living in their purpose, who have been shining bright and spreading their joy, I too hope that in some capacity, shape, or form, there's something for you here as well, because I'm just such a believer in always taking something away from people's stories. And so that is such an impetus, again, for me interviewing my clients and sharing their stories and offering this platform for them to be able to share what's on their hearts. Um, so yeah, that's, man, I don't know that, that feels like, um, that feels like, that feels like a good place for me to maybe end. (laughs) I channeled that introduction, I will say. Um, and I feel like I touched on, uh, a lot of the talking points that I wanted to get into. And if you're still here listening, thank you so much. I appreciate you so deeply. And, um, I think I may wrap this up here. I feel complete after just, uh, 
offering that uh, bit of uh, insight and background on who I am and what this is and what the inspiration for all of this came to be. And I'm so excited and I'm so looking forward to sharing this season and so many more to come with the Homecomings podcast. Um, if you're still here, thank you again. And I welcome I welcome any thoughts and insights from you too. It would mean the world actually to me if you had questions, uh, if you want to know certain things, reach out to me, contact me, send me a DM, send me an email. I want to know um, because I, I I'm feeling really lit up by by this uh, opportunity to be able to do something like this. Granted, there are you know quite transparently fears around it, as there always are in doing something new. But I'm not letting them stop me. I'm showing up. I'm doing the thing. Um, but I'm open. I'm open to always learning and taking away as much as I could. So if there's questions, if there's things you want to know more of, or if you have feedback for me, because I've never done this before. <laughs> so who knows? I could be doing this all wrong. Um, so if you're a fellow podcaster or if you're just listening and you have any constructive criticism for me, I so welcome that too, because I'm on this journey to learn and take in as much as I can. So yeah, just an invitation to uh, connect with me, really. I want to hear from you. So yeah, uh, thank you so, so much again. I'm so looking forward to deeper conversations and thank you so much for tuning in.